Welcome to Insensitive by Marcy. That's me. And I'm David, Marcy's carer, cleaner, and whatever it was. Husband, I think. <laughs> and today we're going to try and chat about my macular degeneration together. If I get my lines right. It's you and me, Dave, chatting about my life with macular degeneration. So, what shall we talk about? When it started? Yep, it's a long story. Mind you, that wasn't macular degeneration and stuff. No, that was the weekend your retina became detached. We were away, away for a break uh, in Ireland, uh, just the two of us. And the dog. And the dog. And it was during that weekend that you suddenly said that you were having trouble with your eye. And we weren't quite sure what it was. And we couldn't do anything about it then because we were in a remote part of Ireland. And so we dealt with it when we returned home on on the Monday morning, went straight to Specsavers. Um, the optician immediately saw that your retina was detached and then we went to the uh, Belfast Royal Hospital and the following Friday you had surgery. Yeah. A little delay in the length in which it should have been done. Um, that, that wasn't anything to do with us though. No, that's right. No. But I wonder if it might have helped if it had been yeah. done Tuesday or Wednesday, the surgery. Who knows? We'll never know, though, will we? We won't. So, and as as the, the result of the surgery was that I was left with some visual impairment, with some distortion. Most people who have the surgery are fine, aren't they? But unfortunately for me, the eye that I relied on for my everyday living in sight was left impaired. We went into an immediate life change, really. Yeah, yeah. No longer could you drive the car. That was without question. Um, I took a month off work, which my employers graciously gave. We got a lot of help and support from friends who lived nearby, uh, who came around with meals. And, you know, it was a crisis time in, yeah. our, in our family. Um, so I became the primary... Uh, homemaker, what terrible word, what's the word? Homemaker. House mm. husband. Yeah, carer, uh, carer, I suppose. Well, you still are, aren't you? I still am, yes. Yeah. And that started a journey to which continues today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In essence. Um, Do you think it had much impact on the boys, really? In the bed. <laughs> no, they just carried on life they as oblivious as ever. They had their own things to do with school yeah. and... And they rallied round and were more yeah. than helpful. But I don't think they've ever expressed any emotional impact. No, not really. And I'm not sure I experienced any emotional impact at the time. And just got on with life. It was, as one friend describes, an unwelcome interruption. Things just happen in life and that you don't go exp you don't look for, you don't expect, and they just happen. Yeah. And that's happened in our life. Yeah. The first thing that uh, there was a sense of loss is that you weren't able to drive. Yeah. That's the loss of independence, wasn't it, really? Yep. And we had two cars and I then became responsible for uh, taxiing the entire family around constantly. Mm. A little bit of a tension there because... I would have to go on the road 
for two or three days at a time across the island of Ireland. And so we had to adjust. Mm. And adjust we did. We had to plan a lot more, didn't we? Absolutely, yeah. yes. Planning was very important. Yeah, lo- lo- yeah. logistics, I yeah. call it. Yeah, that's true. You know, if I'm away, how do you get from A to B? How do the kids get to school? Well, we used to get a taxi for the for them, didn't we, to the bus stop, and then the bus and bring them home. A taxi would bring them home from the bus stop at the end of the day, until our eldest son got his license, which wasn't that long actually. So That's he true. started driving me around and and being the taxi. Ever since that time, we've done the shopping together. Yes, we have. I became the primary cleaner with the bleach. Oh, yes, the cleaner. Yeah, that's it. Which is very therapeutic. And your little penny. Because I can see things that you can't <laughs> see. Oh, how many T-shirts have been ruined through bleach being splattered on them? <laughs> you don't need to go there. <laughs> mm, dear. Um, so I've taken over certain household chores that require seeing what's there in detail. Mm. Um, for safety reasons, I chop the onions, the tomatoes, the lettuce, and all the salad stuff. That's when we don't buy frozen. That is true. Prepared. Prepared. But there are certain kitchen things that yep. I help with, which is a quite alien for me, actually. That's probably the most difficult. Yes, because you're not really a domestic goddess, are you? <laughs> taking, <laughs> t- taking an interest in what's, what went on in the preparation of food was never my strongest no. point. Well, you never had any interest. You're not interested no. in it, no. No. So we do it. And uh, I'm beginning to make a nice toss salad these days, aren't yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah. And when I, I get them into very small pieces, I actually you can get quite, quite, feel quite great power with a knife after a time, can't you? Oh, can you? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't can. know. It's a long time since I've used mm. a nice knife successfully. Well, it's called health and safety. Or, oh, it or is. health and safety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going down that road. Um, and you you have had a couple of accidents, minor accidents, yeah, yeah. Uh, using knives. Um, I'm yeah. quite good at melting um, melting plastic on the gas, aren't I? Yes, um, pan handles mm. and 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 plastic fish slices and spoons and things. I know it's uh, fast forwarding fifteen years, but did you tell the story when we went out and you left something? Oh, no, I haven't got that. You can tell that. No, you're not very good at that sort of detail. Maybe not. What do you mean, me? <laughs> it's you. <laughs> we arrived here in Grantham uh, a couple of years ago, just moved into the house and went out to the shopping one Sunday. We are down at the Sainsbury's store shopping and you suddenly say to me, I think I've left the eggs on cooking, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I scramble, literally scramble, uh, uh, get back home, which is about a, a mile and a half away, come home to the house where the uh, fire alarm is uh, absolutely buzzing, the dog is barking like mad. In the fact, dog had taken himself upstairs, upstairs and locked himself in the spare bedroom. The house is full of smoke, <laughs> this lovely new house that we've just bought. Um, yeah. <laughs> the It looks as though the pan had exploded and hit the ceiling or rather the contents of the plug the eggs i was boiling yes. eggs and the eggs had exploded and had gone all over the kitchen and i'm i'm standing down in sainsbury's thinking my word dave's taking an awful <laughs> long time <laughs> and i just opened every window in the house and it took an age and the dog was 
quite distressed, really. Yes, he was. He'd gone upstairs. Because of the fire alarm. Yes, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. It was an awful mess, wasn't it? It was. Mm. It was. Yes. Anyway, that, that's, that, that was, was fast forward. <laughs> just one incident. Mind you, that's not to do with your eyesight, really. It's a memory. Well, yeah, yeah, but I, I don't realise the noticed. gas on. Yeah. You'd have noticed, yes. Yeah. Yes, anyway. the gas was on. Sure. Yes, yes. Okay, so back to when we first experienced your detached retina. Um, that shook us as a family. We got on with it. And we just managed it. Yeah. With, I yeah. trust, too much um, dr- dramatics. Yeah. Well, perhaps, perhaps I should say melodramatics. Let's fast forward to 2017-18 um, when I suffered severe sight loss through the macular degeneration. What were your thoughts, feelings, memories around that time? And maybe actually we could talk about um, how I got to get to Moorfields and have specialist treatment and the kind of uh, service that we've um, experienced there. Yes. Um, I think when it comes to your eyes and anything happens to them, I don't react in a, oh no, here we go again. I think in my head, I recognise that your eyes, ever since the um, detached retina, would be an issue for the rest of your life and will be a long-term issue. So when I hear anything to do with them anymore, I don't react emotionally um, I just recognise this is a long-term health issue and we deal with it. Yeah. Um, it's not it, It's not going to get better. That's correct. So we have to deal with what I have We have to manage now. it. Yeah. Manage it. Yeah. So the next Fair enough. issue to deal with was macular degeneration um, whereby you started getting... Uh, shadows on one of the eyes, is that right? Well, yeah, everything got dark, really, everything didn't got it? Dark. Yeah. Um, we went initially to a local hospital, um, which will remain nameless, but didn't, but certainly didn't get satisfactory service. They missed certain issues, um, or certain signs. And to cut a long story short, we did a fast track approach to Moorfields, London. And from the moment we walked through the doors, we felt totally confident that this organisation knew what they were talking about. They surround you with experts. The consultant we have there obviously knows what he's talking about. He exudes confidence and he has treated well. Yeah. And and, and came up with a, with a brilliant treatment plan. Um, amazing. Yeah, I think... What the plan I think is. I think, too, he really took the time to explain it to us because we had no idea what was going on and I'd never heard of it before, really, because by this time I was in my mid-50s um, and I just knew that I could no longer see even less than what I had before. But he took the time to explain and that was really important for me because I'm the sort of person that needs the information to be able to process it and then I'm I'm okay you know I can process it and then I'm happy enough I can accept you know that what the diagnosis is um so if I can so, try and explain how I understand 
what's happening to your eyes. Mm. The blood vessels in your eyes leak. Back of my eye. Back of your eye mm. leak. That leak obviously causes a shadow, but also has the potential to cause permanent scarring. The current treatment to alleviate this is to give you an injection in your eye, of which is injected to, to what I would call the side of your eye. Mm-hmm. And it's like a glue to stop the blood vessels leaking. And in the time period we talked about, well, from that time period till now, I think you must have had six, seven or eight, or maybe yeah, six no, Yeah, seven or eight, I think. On a month, it was started on a monthly yeah. basis, and then has gradually got yeah. to every three months. It's holding it stable. And yeah. then at the moment, um, you haven't had an injection for about at least a year. A year, yeah. A year. So that's ILEA. I also have had Lucent, Lucentis injection, but I think we switched to ILEA at Moorfields for anybody that's interested in the name. And I think I did sort of freak out at the idea that you were going to be injected into the eye and uh, you've told me the process and you're, you're quite calm and controlled about it. Well, it's know. not the most pleasant of experiences, no. but I mean, if it's going to help stabilise your sight, you do it, don't you? I think the first one you were quite, you were very nervous about. Yeah. But then it became routine and then we said... Then in the waiting room, we sat next to a lady who said, I've had this done a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay then. <laughs> um, the, the issue in your life is that uh, this is meant to be an old person's issue. Yeah. And you're still young, sweetheart. Yeah, mine's not age-related, though, is it? No. So, um... Um, so, so Moorfields is our friend. It is our safety net. We've even, we even went down there during the COVID yeah. crisis when we thought there might have been an issue. Yeah. And uh, it is our, it is our um, anchor centre yeah. for treatment and care. So we, we would suggest or recommend that if anybody, any listener, has any sort of eye complaint that they're not sure about or it's urgent or they want an expert advice if you're not happy with your local... Get yourself there. They have a twenty-four hour A and E. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they don't mess about. They're brilliant. Yeah, and the whole hospital is designed yeah. for visually impaired people. Yeah. And and uh, you know, the, the 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 signs, the colours, the, the the shapes of the, the shapes of the doors, the the signs on the doors. <laughs> the shapes the door. of the doors. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's well, they look round to me, do they? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, it's it's just. Uh, visually impaired friendly yeah yeah uh, and that's very helpful even for, even from the extent that the moment you get off the tube yes. there is it's a line a green line a on green the footpath line on the all con- the way on the footpath all the yeah. way which is about right. 500 meters yeah that's right that was more fields what should we chat about now what do you want what would you like the listeners to know the work life balance and the change of it in fact, since your detached retina, I've had three distinct work roles. Mm, jobs, yeah. Um, one was the leader of an organisation, which involved travelling around the island of Ireland. Um, the then you came back to England. Came back to England. And a job that necessitated you to fly around Europe every week. Yes. And that was, that was when we had the diagnosis, wasn't it? Yes. 
and quickly came to the realization that with your situation, with you, with your um, eyesight deteriorating, it was not sustainable to continue this mm. job. Because at the time we actually didn't know how much deterioration was going to happen, whether we could stabilize the little amount of sight that I have. Yes. Yeah. So, so in reality, you had to have an injection every month. Mm. That and it took quite a few months to get to a holding position. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, and we just we didn't know what how, how to deal with this. So I thought it best to um, seek a job change where I would be more desk-bound, if that's the right word, Yeah. Right, and let far less travel, and that's worked. Um, I'm not going running around Europe uh, for whatever cause or for whatever reason if you're stuck at home and on your own with your eyesight deteriorating. Yeah. Mind you, and then COVID came along and you're stuck at home anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But never mind about that. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. So there have been life changes, um, and I don't regret it. I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with it. Um, I actually like the pleasure of your company, so that's not an issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not as if I went around Europe to run away from you. Um, we have fun together. I, I think what has always distressed me in this story is, is your ability to read things. Mm. Um, you can't enjoy a good book anymore. Mm. Um you don't watch television, really. We have the television on, but I notice that you're doing other things. And you actually, you, you, in any television program, I think you look at the screen less than 10% of the actual program. Yeah, I just listen, really. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and we've got a 14-inch screen yeah. in front of us. Yeah. So that, that, I find that quite painful that you're not experiencing. I that. think sometimes. You actually get frustrated with me because I ask you things, questions or things to do, and you don't realise actually I'm asking for your help. Um, is, is, that, is that the right way to explain because it? Because most of the time, you actually, uh, 80 to 90% of the time, you seem to manage well in day to day issues, day to day yeah. things, in the kitchen, in the home. Um, and and oh, the, where we have a flashpoint sometimes in the supermarket, um, where I will say something and you keep you ask a further question beyond that, and I think that when you ask for that question, you don't trust my judgment. Well, that'd be true, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, there you are. The I problem. could end up with anything in the side the shopping basket. <laughs> you know. Anyway, to solve that, we do online shopping. <laughs> so, for example, let's just, I'm using this as an illustration. If you tell me to get some almond. Um, milk, right? I just get the almond milk and then you'll say, well, is it unsweetened? You don't need to ask me that question. I know. I'll get that. Mm, yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. Um, and so we, 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 we have a routine. Yeah. Um, we are routined. And then the funny side of this is that when I want to put things in the shopping basket that you know I shouldn't have, you always notice it. Because mm, it's something different. Yes. <laughs> It's out of the ordinary. Yes. Um, so so uh, work adjusting was, was, was not a big issue. Um, mm. uh, I, I feel I, we've coped well and I haven't felt many pressure points, stress pressure points, because of where you are. 
Mm. How do you think um, registering as severe, as a severe site loss, you know, with the local council, which is what Moorfields did for me, has helped me, us? What, what sort of support have they provided, you know, that's, that's had a knock-on effect to you? Um, I think the one benefit that's the clearest benefit of all is is the badge for the car. Yeah, the blue badge. The blue badge. Yeah. Um, I know it sounds... Somebody may ask why, because you can walk. Yeah. Um, it's not as if you need a wheelchair to get into the shopping centre. <laughs> not yet, anyway. <laughs> but it makes life easier. Yeah. Yeah, it because does. Because you're all you're all holding on to me when we go into the shopping centre. Yeah. Um that and you actually hold on to me tight. And that to me is a signal, um, over and above that you love me. <laughs> it's a signal that you're uncertain about your environment. Yeah. And that you you need direction. So I become a sort of you if they can use the expression, a sort of guide dog. Yeah. You know, up you the are, side. You well, you are my guide. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Up this aisle, up that down that aisle, and so it just—I suppose—it just takes the pressure off. Yeah. Uh, the daily chores, if we can get to a shop with ease. With ease, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm. Um, I know. I think there are people that resist becoming registered, but for us, it's been very beneficial, especially with like the bus pass. Yes. Isn't it transport pass? Uh, the blue badge, you know, things like that. I'm registered so the local council are aware that, you know, I have these kind of needs. So, yeah, I don't have any regrets becoming re registered. And you get 50% off your tally licence. All of these accessible support services make everyday living really doable. Yes, yes, and that's why I think that the emotional impact of your sight loss hasn't hit us because we have managed to kept, keep going with lots and lots of help from friends, from government, from services, from agencies, from the NHS. And that's marvellous. Yeah. And that's an incredible privilege because there are other people in other parts of the world that don't get that. Yeah. And as we close out, Dave, I just wondered if there was any thought you had that you might be able to share with other carers or supporters um, or other VIPs even, something positive? Well, first of all, uh, it is very tempting when you face a life crisis to have a meltdown. Uh, you know, you panic. How is anything ever, how am I ever going to survive? Life will be different. Dealing with the aspect of change is a big issue in itself. There is a sense of loss. There is a sense of fear. But we, I think we got through that. Um, and saying, okay, here we are. Here is the situation. How can we make this situation better for the person who has experienced that life change? Who now has to face that to give emotional support, practical support, and support in every way possible? Yeah, I think... Um for a long time for me it was just taking one day at a time each day just getting through that day learning to use the support asking for help when I needed it 
knowing that you're there and still I, I still really need you around, don't I? I do depend on you, rely on you. We should not be embarrassed to ask for help. Okay. Yes, that I would agree with that. Mm. I just want to thank Dave for taking the time to have a chat. Also, I'd like to thank Ki Chiong, who, after the last episode, sent me a link to iFocus on how to use voiceover. That was the episode on technology. I really appreciated that. Thank you. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and on Instagram. That's our time gone for this episode with me and Dave. We hope that you have found it interesting, informative and helpful. If you are a VIP, carer or supporter, we hope that you've been able to take something away from this episode and can share it with other people who also may find it encouraging. Don't forget, you can always contact me, review, comment, share, like, and if you follow me on Facebook and Instagram, pop back there for regular updates and photos. So, until next time, see you later. Mm -hmm.